West Theberton's debut album, Different Beings Being Different, is out today. Hooray! This is so exciting. How are you going to listen to it? Through your little laptop speakers? Through those shitty little earbuds that came with your iPhone? Hell to the no! You want to play this motherfucker nice and loud. And I think the best way to do that is with a Braven audio speaker. How would I know? Hell, I've got a couple. And they absolutely fucking slap. I love my Braven audio speakers. They sound great. They are durable. They're waterproof, shockproof. Probably bulletproof. I haven't tested that one out yet, but (laughs) give it a go. Give it a red hot go. Braven Audio are proud sponsors of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. And because you listen to All My Friends Are In Bar Bands, you can get yourself a sweet little discount by heading over to braven.com.au. That's B-R-A-V-E-N.com.au. Go through the shop, pick out something you like, and at the checkout, use the code FRIENDS, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, and get yourself 25% off. Happy Friday, sports fans. David James Young with you for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking us out. Really appreciate you being here. We have a great one this week. This has been a little while in the making. Uh, We recorded this back in December, but now, a good six months later, it is finally seeing the light of day. It's with Adelaide Legends West Theberton. West Theberton are a seven-piece band. Two of their members have previously been on the podcast. Uh, That is Josh Battersby and Tom Gordon, who are both part of Horror My Friend as well, previous guests of the show. But uh, for this episode, we spoke to three other members of the band, and we talked about Adelaide growing up. All the usual rock and roll dealios and everything that has led up to this very moment. West Everton have a brand new album. It is out literally today, the day that you are hearing this. It's called Different Beings. Being Different. It comes out through Domestic La La Records, which is headed up by friend of the show James Tidswell from Violent Soho. It's fucking awesome. It's a really fun, loud, lively record, and I'm super, super excited to be bringing this one to you guys. If you like what you hear, West Everton are going to be heading out on tour throughout June with Pissed Idiots. So head over to DomesticLala.com and uh, you can find tickets and dates there. I will be front row centre at their show at Radbar in Wollongong because, hell, it's West Eb doing a floor show. You would be mad to miss that one. It's going to be an absolute party. Big thanks to Ray, Josh, and Brian for doing this podcast. And a massive thank you to Emily and Beck over at Deathproof PR for setting this one up. Really, really appreciate it. Stoked that you guys were interested and wanted to do it. And stoked to get this one out into the world Finally, no further news to report, but if you do have anything you'd like to get in touch with me about, 
please uh, drop me a line over at barbandspod at gmail.com. That's B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. I just got that email back. I forgot the password for a while. And uh, so I've, I've, I've retrieved it and now I have it forwarded to my main email address. So uh, I'm not going to have that problem again. Otherwise, you can hit us up on Facebook. All my friends are in Barbands. Twitter at Barbandspod as well. And of course, we will be back next Next week with a very exciting international guest. More on that story later. But for now, we're heading down to Adelaide with our new friends in West Theberton. Let's do it. And all my friends are in Barbans. Today I'd like to introduce you to my friends, West Theberton. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello, Hello. friends. Please, Hi, please, please introduce yourselves. So, my name's Ray. I'm Josh. And I'm Brian. It's uh, Saturday. We're here in uh, glorious, sunny Sydney. <laughs> um, God, I wish you were here. It's, you know, it's 40 degrees and, you know, like the, the sun's out, the beaches are full. Lots like crop tops. It's, oh, just, it's just beautiful weather. You can... You know, you can get away with shorts and thongs and just tell it's just a beautiful light. Love it. And you're not going to get wet by anything apart from your own sweat. Yeah, exactly. They say it's like a one in like hundred year, 40 (laughs) degree day. Yeah, it's a a miracle. It's It's nothing short of a miracle. Uh, But uh, yes, we're we're here at the Metro (laughs) Theatre and uh, West Ed are here uh, supporting the gentleman from Polish Club. And uh, we're at the very, very start of the tour. Uh, so we started last night in Brisbane. Oh, so we played sick. the zoo last night, which is fucking love the zoo. Yeah, it was a yeah. fantastic show. And then um, this is our second show with them for the tour. So um, yeah, we're kind of just <laughs> kind of getting into the swing of things at the moment. How did you hook up with those guys? Was that kind of just a label thing? It's like you guys should do this now. Kiss. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's a bit more of like a kind of a, a, a little bit of a bonding thing. Like we oh sweet. We met up at um. Big Pineapple Festival that we played just before them, and then and just before they were about to play. Like, mm. I, I would always be interested about Novak and whether he was like Filipino or anything. And if right. I, I just saw him, I was like, kind of pulled him up, and I was like, hey man, what's your background? <laughs> and then he was like, well, where are you from? <laughs> no, 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 where are you from? <laughs> because, because, and I love Novak. But he has a bit of an ambiguous accent. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's true. Which is, Bel- which is yeah. Bel- from Belgium, apparently. Or oh, he lived there, and then he was living in Filipino, and then Ray and I, like, we were both Filipino, so he spoke to Novak. And we just hung out after the show, and they were really good dudes, and then they just wanted to take us on tour, which is pretty wild. Perfect. Ended up singing a, a good fun cover of Powderfinger of Go You On My Mind. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. is, which is good fun. Yeah. We'll leave the description right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's that's what you need. We won't talk about quality. <laughs> well, that's that's Brisbane royalty right there. You've yeah, got you go, to yeah. tread carefully, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to watch my back now. <laughs> <laughs> Getting very aggressive Sleep emails from Bernard Fanning. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. So I begin these by uh, tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you were listening to on the radio or watching on TV or something like that, to being something that 
you wanted to do? You wanted to sing, you wanted to play an instrument, be in a band, etc. I think I always grew up with music around the place. Like my parents were those kind of people that always had music around and like, you know, as soon as like the CD finished or the tape finished or the record finished, they'd be like, oh, okay, we've got to put something else on. So, yeah. like it was always on and like I always kind of like got really, really into stuff. Like I went mm. through a stage where I was like, really really into like you know punk rock and then like hardcore like heavier stuff and then really into like rap and, and hip hop yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I think it was probably like oh, 17 I got really really hard into like UMI oh, especially nice. like heaps Fuck of yeah. Australian stuff but UMI was one and I got this sick DVD which was um them on the Convicts tour, which was oh like, yeah yeah yeah, who are they? These rock stars? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, they performed at the Mint for yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And, yeah. and I just remember being like, whoa. That's a classic, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to be like Tim Rogers. Totally. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it changed from being um, really like, oh, I appreciate music to, no, I want to do this, I kind of want to want to be that guy. Mm. Um, at, like, just doing my own thing and, and people, you know, really like, loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, man? Yeah, well, I mean, when I was... When I was younger, my uncle played in a few like low-key metal bands, and my, my my grandpa was into you know a bunch of like sort of psych '60s stuff. And my dad was not really musical, but he just got me into a bunch of bands like Bush and Pumpkins. Oh, and, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah! So I was always brought up with that kind of you know just every Saturday morning, Sunday morning, watch Recovery and Rage and that kind of thing. It just brought mm. me into this kind of thing. I didn't really develop anything until high school. I started playing guitar when I was in uh, about yeah, thirteen or fourteen, and since yeah, then right. just. Yeah, and just started uh, just playing in my bunch of shitty bands, and then when I was a bit when I finished high school, well, I had a bit more time to do it. So you now becoming friends with all the West Side dudes, and yeah, joined the first, second show. <laughs> so um, oh. yeah, so but like before that though, it was just a bunch of like small little things. But I guess I grew up with you know a lot of um, you know through high school a lot of metal, um, a lot of a lot of punk, and, and and then I think I've developed that more into this more of a punk hardcore kind of stage now. Yeah, yeah. I am older, my twenties, so. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it, not many family members had too much musical, like sort of instrument. Only half my uncle, but you know, there's a lot of music around the right. Yeah, scene, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Great. And you? Yeah, mine. Mine was a little bit different from these guys. I, I mean, Filipinos families tend to be like very musical, but sure. I guess in my family, there, there wasn't anyone that was like super, super musical. And and if they were, they were generally into like the like R&B and like really soulful stuff which yeah, right. like when I was growing up I was just like that was just not on my radar yeah and my dad he did like he listened to a bit of music but he was just kind of like, I mean, you know, like Jackson Brown like very like male like, Americanist Americanist yeah. love the Eagles like yeah, he's a real yeah. dad but you know it was great but um, I know that just wasn't stuff that I was really into and then mm. eventually just through high school um, you know I was like like a lot of people was into like a really pop punk kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. And I kind of honed into different stuff and I moved into like post punk, post hardcore stuff. And then as I moved out, out of high school, I just started branching out and listening to other different things. And like, like Haley, had a bit more time on my hands and had a, my own other band before Westhead. Yeah, I think really for me, it's like really picked up more so the last few years since joining Westhead because I wasn't really taking too much of like a, a role in like trying to write, I don't know, like. Big songs or yeah. you know, trying to write any like part lyric parts or anything, but um, you know I didn't join the second West End show, but it was probably like maybe the fifth or the seventh. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's a pattern, and you can see people yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just joining certain shows and so on and so forth. Yeah. Did you all grow up in Adelaide? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. We all like, were you kind of like, did you all kind of meet growing up in high school or was it just all kind of right. a bit later on in life? Uh, well, it's kind of funny, like a few of the guys went to high school with each other. I met Tom and Josh at, Cl- at a cloud control gig in my like 20, early 2011. Okay. And then met you at Tam Impala later that year and then we like more hung out at Falls that yeah. year. And then I met Brian when he came to the first West Step break. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, knew, I knew Ray through um, Ray was matched with a few people in a year above me at school but we didn't like cross around too many circles we were just mainly like I'd know Ray through like just you know I knew he played in another band in Adelaide as well and we'd see each other but it wasn't like really anything like too solid but mm. yeah I walked up to this West Ham prac one day because the guys were like oh maybe just join us for a song or two yeah um, so I just listened to all these like beat up demos and then I basically played like this show and basically just like, oh, just joined the band. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned like meeting at gigs and stuff like that. Was there kind of like a, a pretty constant presence of, of music and that sort of like community growing up for you guys? Oh, definitely. Like yeah. the Adelaide music community wasn't really that strong for ages. But then when I was coming up in like a couple of my earlier bands, you know, you, you'd meet people and and then everyone was kind of like coming to each other's shows heaps more yeah. and it, it, instead of becoming familiar faces it was like oh actually I've got mates now just, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. just from going to shows it's not like someone who I'm like oh yeah cool hey uh, what was your name again sorry it was mm. like oh hey Josh how you going dude like cool like yeah. and then you know the natural extension from that is <laughs> let's start a seven piece fucking band yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think why not I think for me, like, pre-West Ever, I was playing, like, a certain bunch of, like, sort of smallish pop-punky bands, and everyone that I hung out with wasn't on my wavelength. I didn't really just get get along with them too much. It was just a, you know, see them at a show, say hello. But then once I started hanging out with the West Ever crew, it was every, everyone, the whole community was just, I guess it was just a different scene altogether. And yeah. And just, just, I just shared the same sort of ideas and just interests in general. So... Mm. Younger, not so much, like in terms of like the community. But as soon as I sort of hanging hanging out with the people I hang out with now, yeah. that's when that's when like you know I started noticing like the crew around sure. me. That, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really funny one though because like since since we've started West Ham, because there's so many people who've either been in West Ham or been part of West Ham or had something to do with it. There's like such like a like almost like a little community within itself, just yeah. from the band, like you know, friends and partners and and people that have helped out, like you know, designing t-shirts, and now they they hang out with us all the time. So you know, when we kind of like have a gathering or whatever, it's like when it's just meant to be the West End people, ends up being like 30, 40 people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. out of that. So yeah, that's totally really cool. Yeah, yeah. What was the first time that you each individually played live for the first time? It was like a high school battle of the bands. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's does that count? Does that count? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Battle of the bands counts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're performing in front of someone, it counts. Yeah. Okay. Anyone? I think I played a acoustic set. I played a brand new cover, a Mayday Parade cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's a bunch of just yeah. random shit, but that was like my first taste of like performance, and that was my own one, one and only acoustic. Yeah. Right. But not including like my reception recital, <laughs> which <laughs> on a classical guitar, <laughs> it was in year nine, so it would have been 2006, I was in a Rage Against the Machine cover band, 
Of course. Called Evil Empire. Of course. <laughs> I um, love it. I love it. I don't want to blow my own horn, but I'm going to. And I think it was pretty good for a bunch of new Um What'd you play? We played Balls on Parade and Testify. Nice. Yeah. And you were playing guitar? Yeah, I played guitar. Yeah. So I did the solo, all of them, like, with like the scratching of the DJ and then <laughs> the Y and then the input on, like, bridge. Oh, wild. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we won that year. Like Gorilla Radio. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> that was my first time Add that one to the resume. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I, yeah, I definitely did once. Yeah. I no one cares that much about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, give us a little run through of like uh, the kind of bands and the musical stuff that you guys were doing before Westab kind of kicked off. Well, I played in like a, a real, I guess that's like half slacker rock, like real like. Australian rock band called T. Okay. For ages. Um, and while doing that, we had a, like a side project which was just like a psych instrumental band, a post rock stuff called Lemurian. Okay. Um, then I was in like a hard rock band that had like 20 different names before that, and that's where I really cut my teeth. Wow. And kind of uh, uh, learned how to get ripped off and then learned how to not get ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> you only learn the hard way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was pop, pop punk band for me. I played in this pretty average. It was like my first band with a bunch of high school friends called Try Your Luck, and, and that was a uh, played I reckon about seven shows in total in Adelaide yeah. over like a year and a half, two years. And I was yeah, I was a bit, I just grew out of that phase pretty quickly, and uh, so I was ready to move on to more bigger and better things. But yeah, it was fun at the time, and I really appreciated it like that. And I, I still like you know some of those songs I pop in my head occasionally, and it's just it's good fun, but. That yeah, was like the first for me, just that adolescent kind of genre for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in more like a. It started off as more like an indie rock band um, called Archers, and then I think like some slowly along the way, like we changed like the singer, and then the style just kind of morphed less into indie rock and more just into like a, some elements of post punk and some side. And that was just largely because of like my music tastes and a lot of like everyone else is in the band. So, um, we played our last show um, earlier this year for that band, and it was our new drummers. First show with us that by that stage we were just like quite a heavy band compared, yeah, to, sure, compared sure. to the way we started. Um, <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. Um, and because you know, just like, just very strange for people who like rocked up to that last show and knew us from the start and were like, oh, I, I can't see these guys, but it was just completely different. But yeah, I think that was. A, Pretty good reflection of like how my music taste just changed like over a few years with that band. Um, I think West End now is probably just a really good like, representation of like, where I'm at, as long as everyone else's influences do. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, each of you have different uh, entry points, like different first West End shows. Obviously, you would have been at the first one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, we're down to three original members now. So, okay. Yeah. So, what was that first show? Um, yeah, we kind of been, been jamming for a while, and um, we are like, oh, let's just do something to say that we've done a show, like, we, I think we all thought it was going to be our first and last show, because it was messy, it was on Australia Day at yeah. um, a pub in town at the Exeter Hotel in Adelaide, which is like such a bloody awesome pub, um, but we played it with a couple of bands, um, I can't remember who they are. Um, I think they. There's one band, I'm pretty sure, 
one band. Was oh, them Plasms. Them Plasms. Oh, them Plasms, that's right, yeah. And then they kind of didn't do much after that. But that was good fun, but it was like a really messy set. We had a keyboard player, and he was playing this keyboard on like an ironing board. And I don't think he really knew any of the, like, memorised any of the songs. Mm. So just standing there, and like, we were all pretty drunk. Um, because I think we just needed to get drunk to play it. But he uh, he was pretty sober and he was just standing there like, oh, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what to play. <laughs> so that was his first and last show. But yeah, um, after that I think we thought, oh, oh that was nice. I guess we, <laughs> we ended up playing more shows. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Including... Your first... Yeah, well, I, I was at that first West End show. I was, right. like, one of the five people in the crowd, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is insane. Yeah. Batshit crazy, but also sick, and I want to join. So, like, after that, I spoke to Tom, and I was like, you need a fourth guitar player? Because at that stage, at three. Why and not? So, yeah. keyboard player didn't play any further shows, and then we just replaced that with another guitar, and that was me. And then my first show was that um, the rehearsal rooms we played at. Um, Which we still, we still rehearsed them. Yeah, the rehearsal room to uh, the guy called Matt Hills, who used to um, own it. He had, had a yearly festival called Hillside Fest. So, we played in this little break room, and you could fit about 20 people in there. And that was a, that was my first show. And, uh, yeah, it was again. It was. It was. I think I had like two jams before that show, so it was just another see what happens kind of situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was my second show. That was, that was quite shortly after. So. Right. Yeah. And then we move a couple of shows in, and yeah. so my first up. show. My first show was. Uh, it was one where Arshas actually played with Bad Dreams. Well. Yeah, with Bad Dreams, Arshas and, and West End. I had no idea about West Ham, like, I was not across it at all. Right. And, um, but I knew T, and when I was working um, at this sushi joint, my boss was, um, he like, books a few shows in Adelaide, and he was like, um, he knew Ray, and he was like, yeah, Ray's got another band called West Ham, West Ham Rotter Party, and I was like, I had, I had no idea who these guys are, but yeah. I, I really like T. Um, and so I just went and checked it out, and I went and looked at, like, the... Um, songs and stuff that was on SoundCloud and I was like these songs are actually really like really really good like they're not recorded like that well but they're really good like wow it's really good energy and I, I didn't think at that point I knew Tom and Batters because um, we played with Hi My Friend um, and I just spoke to Tom or something and then he just kind of just suggested maybe I should just jump up for a few songs at that show and I, I did and that said it was just heaps of fun and then at that point, we probably didn't need to add a seventh member, but they just like the idea of having someone who just kind of cuts loose, and they're like, I think Brian's the right guy for the job, let's ask him, and I wasn't, the main, I wasn't busy on a Tuesday, like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been rocking up every Tuesday ever since. Still cutting loose. Yeah, still cutting loose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell us a little bit about, I guess, uh, and touring with this band for the first time. I can assume this uh, band is the first time that you guys have like toured properly, like as musicians, like with this band. It was for me, but yeah, I've done a little bit of touring beforehand. Yeah, but I mean, this is kind of like the, the biggest scale touring we've done. Yeah, really yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. What kind of stuff are you doing before that? Like, pun? What just, it was mainly just like Melbourne shows or like yeah, like Melbourne shows. shows. It's, it's a bit of a funny one though, because when you're travelling with seven people, the dynamic is heaps more, like, heaps weirder and different than yeah, yeah. travelling with three people or four people. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, but just like in a very uh, strange way. It's kind of like, 
you know, moving like a tour group along or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually two vehicles. Well, it was two vehicles back in the day. Yeah. Now, now it's usually one flying. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We still do the drive for Melbourne, but most other places it's a bit harder just to get the time off and move along. But yeah. Um, yeah, it is good dynamic, like touring with seven. I had done like touring with five previous to that, and I got up to Brisbane. Oh no, not, not Brisbane. Sorry, I just sit in Melbourne, mm. and those shows were good, but it just it just didn't didn't feel like I guess touring does now. Not in the way where it's like you know you're playing big venues, you get a big rider, and that kind yeah. of thing. It just felt more just like yeah, I'm playing a band, and I'm just going to go to this place to play a show rather than and I guess fitting in that traditional view of like. Yeah, we would like write, release music, and then we'll tour that, we'll come yeah. back, do that kind of thing. So yeah. it feels like really real in that way to me, at least with the rest of them. Like, um, yeah, performing with this band for the last few years. Like, what have been some of the personal highlights for you guys? There's lots of highlights, but like, you know, we played with some really, really cool people around the yeah, place. Like that, sure. That's been obvi- the obvious kind of like thing to go to. But the things that I really get off on are like. Just like watching the way we've grown, like when we first came to Sydney, first went to Melbourne, we were playing in front of like five people or 20 people or mm. barely anyone and, and you know, you don't really get disheartened because you know that that's gonna, the way it's going to be. But then when you go to Sydney, like we sold out a show in Sydney um, earlier this year and earlier this year we sold out a Melbourne show as well, which was just like yeah. crazy to think. It's yeah. like super humbling and like that's highlights to me, it's just like people you don't know coming to your show and, mm, mm. and like paying money at a, at a pre-sale to come to your show like it's just like crazy to think that and and I think like it, it just shows that you're doing something right which is it's really cool like because you can you can write songs and, and you can you know support really big acts you can you know meet your heroes and all that kind of stuff but it, it's definitely that that validation like oh you're doing something right is so so strong and like really gives us such a good feeling yeah and is, is that a sentiment you guys share as well yeah definitely yeah yeah i really i really love just the like spontaneity being in a band like you could have a few weeks where nothing really happens and you just jam and writing and that kind of thing and then the next day you get a call and it's hey you're doing this and it's just like the hugest like it's just a complete change in what you had set for the next few weeks or months or there's just you wake up one day with a message from someone or a call or an email and it's just that's what I really enjoy about being in the band just the randomness of yeah. exciting news like yeah. you know it just comes out of nowhere and yeah, <laughs> yeah and like this yeah. and that like it's, hap- it's happening now and it's happened right at the beginning like I've like I've shows with waves yeah you know like it just got an email hey you want to play with waves it was like and I think yeah. that's it you know what I'm saying like it's just yeah. like it, 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 if that didn't happen, we would probably just have played a bunch of other shows and probably yeah. not really done. Because I, yeah, I think it just kind of goes <laughs> back to like you know, Bray's point where it was like it was that show at the pub was probably going to be the first and last, and like whether the band was going like, to go even further than that was not. I mean, I was in it, but it seemed like it might not have gone any further. But really, mm. like it's just like a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, like, and you know, yeah, and we and we just like you know, like we rehearse Thursday night. Woke up to show, everyone has a great time, and you know, that, you know we'll fly like <laughs> across states like to do it. Yeah. And we love doing it. Unreal. Fucking eight. Okay, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now West Dev, it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives. 
Best and worst shows. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Give us a second for this one. No, of course. Oh, I'll, do, I'll do my worst show. Here we go. Uh, we're supporting Bad Dreams in Melbourne on the second night. <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. This will be really they good. Were very, they were very good shows and like, I had a great time, but the second night, just something didn't go my fucking way. And like, I, I, I had a, a Yamaha um, Samurai guitar, similar to Stu's from Kid Gizzards, and I had right, a yeah, 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 yeah. Had a huge headstock, and Nick put his beer on the base head of the amp, and I just turned around and just knocked this like 400 mil like pine or whatever Melbourne pine, Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne pine, Melbourne pine, <laughs> so like 500 mils into, into the grill of the box amp. Oh no! And this was like four songs in, and I didn't know what to do. It was just pouring out of the like the whole amp just turned off, and it was beer was just pouring out of the grills. And I, I was fucking. I went backstage to try and find something, and I just had this like mini tantrum backstage. Like I think people saw in the crowd. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> I spent like four songs like moving my guitar to the other side of the stage, and like it just turned out to be the biggest fucking. I was so mad. Oh and, um, man! It turns out uh, only a tube blew in the end, which is like a two hundred dollar fix, but fuck, could have been horrible. Like, could have been way worse. worse. Yeah, yeah. But regardless of that, it was fucking horrible. And like I was Ooh. just like just to, just to like play three songs and then. Not play the rest of the set. It was yeah, pretty shit. So. Uh, oh man, that's brutal. Having said that, though, that like something like that, I've had a pretty good run of shows. So, <laughs> that, that, like, for something like that to be my worst show, like is is a you know, something. Yeah. yeah, that's actually not too bad for a worst show. <laughs> Do you have a worse one? It wasn't actually. It wasn't actually that bad. It was more so just like embarrassing and like everything. But like a band that I was in, we played um at like this venue. Adelaide, which used to be called Tuxedo Cat, um, and it was, it, it's kind of like a rotating venue, and it's, it was in like the a building near our post office. It was like a bit of old abandoned building. Anyway, so they put on a show, and at the time, we, me and my old band, we weren't kind of getting along too well. And our drummer like threw a hissy fit before the gig, and everyone was just in one of those really, really bad moods. I think our guitar player hadn't slept the night before. Um, so we were just like, oh, let's just play the show. Like, we were supporting, like, let's just play the show, get our stuff and go, and like, whatever. We just weren't into it. We found out there was like a, a smoke machine, and we were like, oh, this is cool. We'll just let this off for most of the show. And we were like playing around with the smoke machine after a couple of drinks, playing around with it, kicking it, like kicking the button, it keeps on going off. And the next thing you know, like, it sets off the fire alarm and oh, stuff. No. So, like, sprinklers came on over the bar and we were like oh no we had to like hold up stop everything the sound engineer was like no just like stop mid-song so we stopped and we we're like oh my god had to wait like 15 minutes for them to like fan off all the smoke everywhere and then they're like oh yeah, yeah you can keep going and it was like oh, i was like walking onto the second half of a football game when you're getting killed already and oh, like, oh yeah. gotta finish this gig oh my god like this is terrible yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty bad. So brutal. <laughs> oh, so I don't think we talked for about a month after that show. Oh man. Yeah, I don't think I've had a pretty good run. I don't think mine have been as bad. I mean, probably the worst thing I've had to do is like um, just with my old man. We were playing in Melbourne, for, like our first tour as well. Yeah. And we got to Grace Darling, and it was a good show. It's going all right, and then at the end, I think oh, someone was just pressing like, like we should just do it on. Let's just do the encore. And we didn't have one, and the one we had was like a song that we hadn't rehearsed at all, and it was just one of those ones where it was like you botch, like you botch your encore, and with everyone like so keen to keep watching you, 
and that's the last time like we <laughs> I think we played that song and the, like the last time like we tried like we were ill prepared for an encore but but best show would be um I think I have two like two answers because like one like we played Big Sound last year which was really great and I think that was like, one of my favourite sets because it was like leading up to it we had played some really good shows and I think um I was just like slacking myself out and thinking, no, this is not going to be a very good show. Like, we have to fuck up one out of like four. And it, it surely is going to be this one. Yeah, like, yeah. Where it's like, you know, people want you to play well or whatever. But I don't know, everything just turned out really right. We played like a killer set. And I just left like with like a ear to ear grin. But then my other one, I think, like, like best shows we played would be like combined. Like, we've had, uh, we've played Day of Clarity. Like, mm. At the Exeter Beer Garden three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, I mean, maybe not like just in terms of playing the best, but I just oh. think, like, every time I've left playing, I just always just really love just seeing that room, like, so full. Um, and just, and it's not super flash, like I said, I think the production and that kind of thing, but I just love, like, just playing there. Just the energy was awesome every time we played. Yeah. Um, I think definitely won't be playing any more shows there I think it's getting a bit too like too cramped right but those were like my, like my best shows to me that I hold pretty close for sure what about you guys um uh, yeah I'm similar to Stage of Bright like two like opposite ends of the spectrum like uh, Grip in the Moon last year was like probably my first like taste of like full stage production like yeah like, right massive like festival stage just walking down everything so I'm pretty much ready to go for you like it was really cool um, it just sounded great we had a pretty like great response for the first day of the day in Adelaide at like 100k's away from the main CBD like it was just like, yeah. I, I, like I really enjoyed like just that that high end kind of uh, production and it was a great show but then on the other hand like what Brian said any Exeter show that we've done has been like my favourite because you just four show 100 cap room like people right there in front of you with like your pedal board being the barrier, like that's what it is. Yeah, like, what this this year it was like one. It's like a one fifty cap room. There's like three hundred people in the room. room. Yeah. Oh god! And people, because yeah. it's got a glass roof. Oh and no! Climbing on the roof to look for Yeah, yeah. If you saw someone climbing on the roof, and then there were like oh. these tables stacked yeah. up that we put to the side, and then people were still climbing on the tables to like yeah, to peer cool. over like two or three meters. Like Jesus above. Christ. So yeah, some serious OHNS, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like I mean that shit just kind of keeps it real. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sorry, I just hijacked your answer. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, it's, nah, it's, I think we can all mutually agree that those shows are yeah, pretty it just well. Keeps it real, like, like you know, yeah, it's good to have all the different up on the end of the spectrum just to know like this is why like you started, like this is what you why you in a band. Yeah, fucking yeah. okay, yeah. I do. Look, I'd say Dave Curry, but to give it a little bit of a yeah. bit. <laughs> I think um, our last headline show that we played this year in Adelaide at the Fat Controller was just like so crazy. Like, well, I, when we booked the room, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, this is pretty big, and we ended up getting heaps of heads in there, and it was just such a good show, and so cool that, like, everyone was yelling out lyrics back at me, and I was like, these songs aren't even out, like, how do you know the, yeah. how do you know the words? But then... That was crazy, and then like we played "Moving Out" as our last song, and um, right. and it, all of our friends backstage. So like, we had like all the support bands, heaps of friends backstage, our, yeah. our partners and stuff. They were just like storm the stage with like tambourines and all that kind of stuff. And there were probably like about forty people on this stage. Oh my god, just going crazy, and it was just so 
so much fun. Like everyone was having such a good time. Everyone in the crowd was having such a good time. And then like after we finished, it was just like, oh wow, like, that was sick. Amazing. I man. wish I could live in that moment again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Yeah. So the year is 2018. There was a new West Ham record. Potentially. Pending. Cannot confirm We've been we've been, been writing. This, and this, we, will, we will be putting out new music in 2018. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Good to hear. And there'll be, I'm, I'm assuming, plenty more touring where that came from as well. Yeah. yeah we're I mean, we, we love touring. We love playing shows more than anything in the world. So definitely a lot more touring. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll definitely be back as soon as Excellent. Yes. Good to hear yeah. it. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are the